Hey, Colleen. Hey, good morning, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing well. So, as I mentioned last week, we've been reading, or I've been reading, I don't know if you were, but I was, uh, Obviously Awesome by April Dunford, which I thought I read years ago, and I don't know if I actually did, and I either forgot all of it or I just thought I read it because it's been on my shelf for so long. Um, First of all, so good. Everybody should read Obviously Awesome because it is obviously awesome. Um, And I was reading it with an eye towards your company, Refine. Okay, Hammerstone. I think we're just calling it Refine now. Let's call it Refine. 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 Oh, I've been saying it wrong. Okay, Refine. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, so I was reading it, thinking about that, and the one question that popped into my head as you're having all these conversations is like, yes, we could do the you know the positioning exercise, and she has all these great worksheets and 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 stuff for you to go through, but I think as I was reading it, my big question was, what. Like, who are your competitors? What are your competitors? And what are people doing now? Or are they doing instead? And I love how she frames competitors not just as companies, but also very much from a jobs to be done perspective, even though she doesn't use that language. I could definitely see that shining through of, you know, a competitor is not just, uh, you know, a competitor to, you know, Trello or Basecamp, for example, is not just Trello or Basecamp, it's also writing out a to-do list on paper or sending somebody an email with something, right? Like there's all of these sort of quote unquote manual things that we do that are not handled by um, a software provider. And and that was a question that I realized as I was reading that I, I don't really know what your competitors are aside from somebody building it themselves, like, or... Yeah. Yeah. So it it seems that in I don't know ten ish calls that we've had so far, our competitors are in fact somebody building building it themselves, and it not working that well. Oh, so not so, working that well in terms of like it took them a lot of time. Like there was like opportunity cost, right? Which I feel like is what your site speaks to right now. It's like oh, your developer could be pulling this report for you or they could be doing this, you know, higher value revenue thing for you. Or is it that they get that thing built and then it doesn't work very well? It's actually, I think, more option B. They build it and it doesn't work very well. Or they, yeah, or they build it and they realize they can't do all of these things that they would like to do. So a big problem in building SQL queries is grouping things appropriately with or conditions. So that's like a perfect example of someone like we were on a call with them and they're like, oh, we can search by X, Y, and Z, but we also want our customers to be able to search using an or condition. And so what we do is we enable them to do those searches so easily. And that's what they get excited about. But we also have potential customers who, so we have the problem where they're doing it. They've already done it. Most people who come to us, 
maybe 80% have already done something and the something they're doing is not powerful enough. Some people feel like they need this and they feel overwhelmed by trying to build it. I would say some people have built it in jQuery and feel like it's just a really kind of kludgy solution and they want something that feels a little bit um, more stable and more durable. So I'd say that's our primary competitor. There's not, this is both, you know, it's interesting, Michelle, because you hear so much when you're trying to start a business that the smart thing to do is go into a proven market. We don't seem to have a lot of competitors that are doing this exact thing. So it's kind of an interesting question of how big is this market? Is this a real market? And that's something that um, April Dunford also talks about in her book of the danger, basically, of trying to self-fund a company in a new market because it takes a lot of money and time to convince people that they need something that they're not currently directly paying for and that that can be somewhat challenging. Right. So that's an interesting thing I've thought of. And so what is kind of instructive here, interesting here. So our client, which is a big company, they have, will have these calls and they have, you know, accounts and all like intercom and all these other companies that do filtering. And so they'll show me on the calls, like what all these other companies are doing. So this is a thing everybody needs. It just seems like the big companies seem to be building it themselves because there's no existing solution. I think there's no existing solution because the tech is so complicated. So, so yeah, so it's an interesting, it's not like we're trying to build the market, like software and filtering and searching is a market for sure. It is interesting that there are no, as far as we can tell, outside of building it themselves, there's no direct competitors selling a similar product. I just realized something that, that really ties together both of your products that Maybe you've probably thought about this, but I haven't, that both of them are essentially something that you pop in that a developer would otherwise spend a lot of time building that seems like it should be simple, is actually somewhat complicated and pretty annoying. And wouldn't it be nice if you had someone to just, you could just plop that element basically into your app? Like, Because I'm able to like picture right now, for example you know, the, the filtering in, in intercom or, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I almost see this little, like this, like personal mission for you, like creeping <laughs> through this of like building basically developer happiness tools. I never thought about that till you said it, but yeah, I kind of, and you know, this could actually, you could even tie that back to my personal mission of wanting to help more people get into software. Like as you make, Developer happiness, as you make these tools that enable people to move more quickly, it enables people to build whatever they want, but businesses, client sites, whatever, more quickly. Oh, I love that insight. It's like full circle. Yeah, it is. It is full circle. Uh, it's really fun. So I'm building out um, the refined demo. So I'm building out a full site. It's not going to be like have real data. Well, it might. We'll see. I'm building out this full site for refine and it's super fun because I'm using Refine and I'm using Simple File Upload. And I was like, oh, <laughs> everyone's together in one application. We're all so happy. <laughs> oh, wait, so what are you doing that, that, how do they work together? 
it's a real estate site. So I was okay. looking for, I was looking at a lot of different domain model ideas because I wanted something where you have a lot of data where it would be super useful to filter that data. And everyone understands real estate. And I think real estate's fun. A lot of us secretly want to be real estate investors because, you know, I don't know why. Maybe we don't, but anyway. I, I think I like you personally secretly want to be a real I estate personally, investor. I personally I, feel no desire for it. Okay, just me. I'm happy investing I, in a REIT and, uh, you know, an index fund and calling it a day. <laughs> <laughs> so I secretly love looking at houses. And so it's fun. So what I'm building out is I'm building out this site. And so all the searching, so if you go in, when you think of properties, I mean, you can search on 10, 15 different attributes and it makes sense to save those filters and get, if you think of a Zillow or a Trulia, they send you an email every time a new listing that meets your, your specific search criteria shows up. Like that's actually kind of hard to do, but with refine, that's easy to do. And so I'm using Refine for all of that. And then if you are the agent uploading the properties and all the images, I'm using Simple File Upload for that. I kind of love that. And I mean, real estate websites like that, like, you know, searching for apartments or houses or whatnot, they have so much data too. Like, like real estate websites like that are also um, big customers of ours as well. I mean, so they've got, you know, not just like thousands, but millions of locations that they are, that they have data for, and they have tons of data about all of those locations. And so to try to filter all of that is probably a very weighty SQL query. Yeah. And so for this demo, right, because this is just a, a demo, um, I don't have all like everything sorted out, but um, on terms of what I'm going to allow them to filter on. But yeah, the idea is to show that you know, you can build this, you can throw in this filtering solution and you can do these really detailed nested ores, like specific filters really quickly. That's exciting. So that's what you've been working on mostly this week? Yeah, I'm super excited. I, um, it's not an insignificant task, right? It's different than throwing up. <laughs> like it's, I'm literally building out an entire application just to be clear. Um, you know, Aaron and I were talking about it and we could just put up an index view, right? And let you search like on tasks or something. But I was like, this will just be, this will be cool. Like I want this to be cool. And I want it to be like, oh, wow. Like I, I kind of want an oh, wow factor. And so I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to achieve. So I, it's not going to be an insignificant, like I said, it's it's a hard thing to do. It's going to take some time with the, you know, I've been working full time right now for the client. And so this is, something I can only work on in the extra time that I have, but I'm getting there. And well, so it doesn't sound like you have a lot of time because I was going to ask, have you done anything with simple file upload lately? But I'm going to guess that's a no. <laughs> so I did actually have a customer interview yesterday. Really? Yeah. I think I did good until the very end when she was like, oh, I thought I saw this error. So I was like, oh, let's just debug it right now. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to have a separate meeting for that, but we were already there. Um, I mean, like, if you're going to be a purist about it, yes. But also, if this is the time that you had and it's at the very end, like, I I think that's fine. And also, people love it when you fix, you know, a bug with them while you're on the phone with them. Like, yeah. when uh, 
Matthias would have to, so everybody uh, at the company he used to work for before he was full-time on Geocodio, everybody would have to take a shift on customer service uh, once a month so that they could have their team meetings. And some of his most memorable times doing that were like when somebody called in with a bug and be like, yeah, let me just fix that for you like right now as we're on the phone. And then people would be like, what? Oh my God, (laughs) that's magic. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, sorry. I'm getting off track. You had a customer interview and I did. aside from everything at the end about the bug, what did you learn? How did it go? I think it went really well. I learned that when you're, and this is appropriate to Hammerstone as well. When you're selling to developers, developers always, I mean, this happened to you guys, I think, when you posted on Hacker News all those years ago. Developers always say, oh, I can just build that myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, this this, is the, that happened to Dropbox. I literally just wrote a limerick about this yesterday. (laughs) I love that you're writing limericks, by the way. Why not? That's really funny. Just amusing myself. (laughs) Here for the limericks. (laughs) Yeah, so... She said what all developers say. They see a product and they say, I can just build that myself. And then she ended up needing a solution quickly. And so she dropped in Simplify Upload. And she said she was really pleased and impressed by how easy it was to get set up. She said it was actually easier than she thought it would be. But she still keeps telling herself that one day she's going to go back and use blob storage through Azure and stop paying for simple file upload. But it's been a year and a half, I think. She's one of my oldest customers. And so (laughs) I was like, oh, really? And and she's funny. She was like, well, you know, now I probably won't because it's all set up. But I think selling to developers, you know, it almost makes me wonder if simple file upload should be positioned differently and not be sold to developers, but maybe sell it to designers or people who are like wireframing and, you know, developers just always think they can do everything faster and better. And even though they're wrong most of the time, it's hard to fight that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really strong, I can just do it myself. And, but it's, it's hard to sell into a market when you're, your customers think they're better than you, which I, yeah, I wonder if this is kind of the same a little bit of the same problem you're up against with refine or re- refine. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, and and then so you have to find the other people to sell that to, and whether that's the the product owners or the project managers or you know whoever that is that is is actually like no, the developers need to spend their time on these other things. We can just buy this off the shelf. Right. And so that's another thing I think that's important to keep in mind who you're trying to sell it to and how you speak to those people. Like, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've been, we've actually put a lot of work into Simple File Upload recently, and there's a lot more we can do there. So that's exciting. But it's also frustrating to actually do stuff and not see any movement. Yeah. Are you still at basically the same MRR you've been at for yeah. a year now? Months. Yeah. Maybe a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, you know, we're I- ideating. Is that a real word? Ideating? Ideating? I think it ideating. is. Ideating? I think anyway. people have decided it is. It's like, it's like synergy. It's just a word. It's like synergy. It's a fake real word. Created. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, I mean, you know, I have Caitlin working for me on that and she's really excited. And so 
I am excited about that. I don't talk about it quite as much on the podcast, but I am really excited about that. We are thinking a little bit bigger, thinking about other markets we could go after, like paths forward with that. So it's good. It's like all good things. I have a list, you know, a mile long, but I've started doing this thing with my friend where we do these Monday morning meetings and we pick one actionable thing that we're going to get done to win the week. And I love it. Oh, what did you do last week? Um, last week, my one actionable thing was figure out the dome, figure out what I wanted to do the refined demo. Like, cause I had a bunch of ideas outside of real estate and build out the domain model. So like get the app up and running and build out all the models and controllers, et cetera, like build out the domain model for the app. And it sounds like you did that. Yeah. Like it's nice cause it's super actionable. And I, you know, I think all of us, when we have a job and side projects, it's so easy to get distracted or be like, like, I really want to build a Zapier integration for simple file upload. Like, should I do that? I don't know, but I really want to, <laughs> like, I just want to do it. <laughs> and so, you know, it's really nice to on Monday say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I win the week. And we don't talk about real work. Like we both have jobs, but that's just normal job stuff We're, for side projects. Like we just focus on our side projects, like for your side project, what do you have to do to win the week? So last week for me, it was the domain model and it was schedule this cust- for refine and it was schedule this customer interview for simple file upload. So they're very actionable. They're very, you know, as developers, we always think we can get more done than we can. So they're very constrained and, um, it's been good. We've been doing it for like four ish weeks now. And I, I totally dig it because I have so many ideas and I have a list of a hundred things I could do at any given time. And so the hard thing is to filter through that and stay focused as you, you know, as you have these little bursts of energy or you have time outside of your regular job. And what's this week's win? This week's win is get the sample data and refine on a public index page. So last week I got the app up and running. This week it'll be there will be a page that I could give you and it will have sample real estate data and it will have the refine filter in it on it. It's very actionable. Then, very specific. Right? That, that's what we're talking yeah. about. Like stuff that is just super, you know, he was like, so you can literally send me a link and if it's not there, I'll know you didn't do it. I was like, yes, that's where we are. <laughs> <laughs> so I like it cause it's very constrained. It's very actionable. Um, I like working that way. I like, I like, You know, it's this interesting concept of, I get one of those, you know, one of the newsletters I get, he talks about, sometimes it's hard to focus on what you're doing if you're still trying to decide what you should be doing. Like if you start something and then you're like, oh, but I should be doing this. Oh, but I should be doing this. It's really hard for you to focus and get in a flow state on the thing you have decided to do. So deciding what to do and doing the thing are two independent entities. Mm. Yeah. And you have to sort of clear out the brain first of all of those other things you could do. Exactly. So like I was working last night and as I told you, I feel this completely irrational pull to build a Zapier integration just because it would be fun and I want to do it. And You've just... had this thing for like serving no coders for simple file upload or like in general for like a long time. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Okay, Michelle. then just like, do I'm, it. I'm doing it. We're doing it. Um, and part of that is the Zapier integration. But 
you know, I actually did a, I did like a 12 week plan. Cause I got a bunch of conferences like you in the fall. And so I was like, how am I going to build all these talks and be prepared for all these conferences? So I like worked backwards, like, where do I want to be in whatever that is 12 weeks. And so I have a schedule each week of what I'm supposed to be doing. And this week it is not building a Zapier integration. This week it is the refined demo with data. So damn, you're so organized. I mean, today, yeah. You know what else I was thinking, though? So did you listen to Out of Beta at all this week? Peter is talking about um, his task management system. Yeah, so I'm like three quarters of the way through it. I was listening to it it to and from uh, language school uh, on Monday. Okay, so Peter's talking about his task management system and how he's using his working hours to get organized because it's so important. And... I have like a super complicated notion set up, which mostly works, but man, I'm writing stuff down every day again. And I like to physically write things down in a notebook. See? Notebook. Nice. I'm showing Michelle my notebook. Nice. I'd like, I make little check bark. Oh, no. Uh, I think you're on mute. I think you muted yourself. I did. <laughs> But I saw you I'm gesticulating back. with your notebook. So, you know, I think I got the sense of it. I you got the, the I got the enthusiasm yeah. for. I'm just like digging, writing stuff down. And I still have my Notion documents and I do like long-term planning in Notion. But for me, there's some kind of benefit to like physically putting pen to paper. I just like it. Yeah. I love the like scratchiness of my pencil against paper. Like I'm very specific about the paper that I use for to-do lists and like calendars and like, no, it's actually, it's so, so I was listening to that yesterday and I was like, and he was talking through everything about Notion versus Todoist. And I was like, you know, I should really give like Todoist a try because yesterday I found myself sending myself an email with all this stuff I needed to do. And I also used to use Wonderlist like Peter and then mm-hmm. was very sad when Microsoft bought it and killed it. And some people say that they folded it into Microsoft to do, but like, you know, that's not true. Um, and, <laughs> and one of those things was like, oh, like just download to do us. Like, you know what? If like Peter's so excited about it, I should give it a try. I had the most, I, this, this whole thing, I, I realized it later. It was like the most, ADD cycle that I went through. So I sent myself an email to remind myself to download this to-do list app that I was excited about because obviously a new to-do list app will solve all of my problems. All your problems. Totally. All of them. Okay. So I'm looking at this in my inbox today, which I use my inbox also as a to-do list. And I see, okay, download Todoist is is on here in addition to all this other stuff. I downloaded it and then I started setting up an account. And I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I got distracted in the middle of setting up the account. Oh, I think it was because 1Password wasn't prompting to auto-generate the password when I was going through it. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me just do this on my desktop. And then somewhere between looking at my phone and like there was a disconnect and it never made it up to my desktop. Anyway, I only realized this like half an hour later as I went into two-factor for something else that I had just logged into, but because I didn't want to forget that task that I was currently lo- like working on, I just, you know, closed out the, the to-do list app and then started doing on that other thing. But then because I had emailed myself the reminder to do this, and then when I went to do it, I archived that, 
So now this is like completely disappeared from my to-do list. So I had this like super ADHD cycle about a to-do list app and it feels so meta. Whoa. I still haven't created the account. This was hours ago. <laughs> like, I tried to, like, make this happen. Like, it was not a lack of will. And it just, like, I don't know. Oh, I mean, my maybe goodness. You're, like, talking about having all these goals and everything. And I'm like, dude, my goal is to just, like, survive the week. Like, I feel like we're both <laughs> standing on home base with, you know, balls coming at us at 90 miles an hour. And you're like, you're trying to get a home run out of one of them. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to get like not hit by the ball. That would be great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. How how are you? Let's talk about that. Because we yeah, talked a little I'm, bit about I, that I, last I week. I am actually bruised, not from getting hit by baseballs. Because actually, because we went ziplining the other day, which was super fun. Oh, so you're actually bruised, not metaphorically bruised. No, yes. Physically, I am physically bruised. Physically bruised. Um, <laughs> but in a okay. good way, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, just, I don't know. Yeah. Going back and forth on the, the whole, do I just try to, like, survive the next four months or, like, I don't know, because, yeah, I'm having – yesterday, I actually tried to not work yesterday afternoon. So I get home, for context, at, like, 2.30 after language okay. school. But I actually had to run some errands because our daughter's birthday party is this week. And so I didn't get home until, like, 3.30. And then and then she was already home at that point. And I was like, okay, let's try to, you know, um, spend some time together and we pick some raspberries and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then it, before you know it, it's, like, dinner and everything else. And I was like, I'm yes. not going to take my laptop home. I'm going to like, I'm going to just try to like relax. That didn't okay. happen. Um, okay. well, I didn't bring my laptop home, but like I ended up with just this. The problem is I end up with this massive pile of stuff to do on Tuesday morning. And if I have stuff um. to do on Tuesday morning, which I did today because my last day to do anything was last Thursday. So like now it's like all of my, you know. appointments or like like, dog grooming or like whatever like everything gets like clustered into those three days and so I didn't actually get to sit down at my desk until one o'clock today so I haven't goodness I actually yeah I actually have not like been working until like five o'clock on on Thursday so oh man yeah um so it's 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 really really problematic when it gets to that point because it's like I'm trying to have good work life balance like I'm trying to not work on the weekends or at night because I end up really tired but then if I put it off that long then I don't like I I'm such a I'm just like such a anxious stress ball like so it doesn't sound know. like it's working for you <laughs> I no, mean, maybe you should it is abundantly not working. Yeah, clearly not working. I mean, maybe <laughs> that's the move is you take four hours on Sunday to do all this stuff that you missed on Friday or something. Right. And like, I almost did that on Sunday. Like, I was like, I should yeah. really spend like two hours. Actually, no, I did. Come to think of it. I spent two hours scheduling emails to go out on Monday morning on Sunday. Oh, and you were still underwater today. And I was Despite- still on. I was still underwater. That was from not working Monday. And yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I feel like I was less stressed when I had a full time job and Geocodio as a side project. 
That is so interesting. And maybe it's just like, I, I think I was, I think I was, you know, I was doing more, but I didn't feel the stress as much, if that makes sense. Like I also, I didn't work out yesterday. So I worked out on Friday after going to language school and that really re-energized me. Um, yeah, though I'm really out of shape and after 10 minutes on the elliptical and 500 meters of rowing, I was dying um and felt like my heart was going to jump out of my chest and so I decided that was enough for one day um but yeah I was actually way more tired yesterday and like when I was working full-time I used to bike five miles to and fro to work and like you know I had that break in the day which I don't have anymore um so so that helped like I did at least join the gym and go to the gym once that's great step in the right direction oh and i did start doing that journaling thing so my trick oh, for moment was, journaling yeah the yes. moment the moment the journaling. the things that were like kind of frustrating or not super great and then the things actually were great um or like nice um so i realized actually an issue i've had with journaling in the past is that i tend to journal for like future me so i tend to add a lot of context in so it's like oh if mm. i read this two years from now i'm not gonna know what all these things are so i have to add all of this context like for the reader who is me and it's really tiring when you just want to like get something out to like have to build in all of that padding around it so I was like whatever like I'm just gonna write in like you know like frustrating thing paperwork and I'm gonna have no idea what this paperwork was six months from now but like that's not the point the point is me like speaking into you know the world that like this paperwork frustrated me right so I think that's actually been good that it's like so short that's like just a little list and then the way I've been getting myself to do it most nights, I think I actually forgot last night, but I was super tired and kind of distressed after watching the new Game of Thrones, um, was I slip it into my Sudoku book. So, oh my, actually, you're going to make fun of me for this. So I do Sudoku every night before I go to bed, like okay. just to like calm down. It seems like a good idea. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to call me an old no, lady no. for doing that. Okay. No, no. I feel like that makes sense. <laughs> so I tend to do Sudoku like every night before I go to bed. And I've been actually been doing that for like nine months now. And it's really good. Helps me calm down. Um, and so I put the journal for the, the, the bullet point, the six bullet points in my Sudoku book. So when uh, I nice. open it up at night, it's like, okay, let me just do this first. And then I can do my Sudoku. That seems good. That's actually working. That that's working okay. and I I did at least go to the gym once last week. That's great. Yeah. It's better than that. the week and before. It, and I felt better. Yeah. And just the problem is like that, you know, hour including driving and everything that I'm going to like devote at the gym, like that's time I'm not working and so then it's yeah. like okay, so then if I do that, I don't get home until 4. And then I somehow have to find time to work before dinner, bedtime, et cetera, or I have to work after bedtime, which like might not – kid might not That's fall asleep hard. until like 9.30. So Ooh, like then yeah. it's like really late at that point and I'm trying to go to bed earlier. So I don't know. I I, I wonder why I had a, a better sense for this or better flow for this when I was working full time. Do you think – okay, so – that's interesting to me. You found that you had a better flow when you were working full time and doing it as a side project. Do you think because back then it felt 
like an adventure? I think it was because there were things I wanted to do. And I think that makes a big difference in how you feel. What do you mean? Things you wanted to do? Well, I loved my full time job. Uh, It was actually it was really hard for me to leave it. Like I I really enjoyed it. And I loved working on Geocodio as my little like sandbox where I got to, you know, play around and explore and run experiments and learn things. Right. Like I, I really enjoyed both of those things. And I had that nice like those nice breaks in the day of biking or I was on the company soccer team. Like, you know, like there was like there was a lot of like activity built in for like kind of processing things. Um, versus now, like, you know, I'm doing language because I have to, right? right. Like, it's almost yeah. like jury duty, but I get a new language out of it. Like, yeah. so, and yes, it's very beneficial for me, but it's also like, it's just something feels a little bit different when it's, you know, something's a government requirement versus a project or something you have elected to yeah. do, right? Like, there's a difference sure. between those. Um. You know, there's worse requirements to have on your head, but like it's better than, I don't know, court ordered volunteer work or something, which I hope I never have to do. Um, But like, yeah, I think that like. Because, you know, my like my teacher is actually great and I learn a lot. It's very helpful for my daily life and blah, blah, blah and all of those things. But like it's still a like black hole of time that I don't have. I mean, it's Um, it is a black hole of time. That is a lot of time. Like I just don't have like a spare you know yeah god no, it's like, a including lot driving and online exercise and everything like a spare like 20 hours a week just like laying around like but yeah actually i guess working out helped okay so that's a positive and i think and the journal it, helped right yeah okay yeah i think the journaling helped okay i think it helped i still feel underwater with stress but well it's not a it's not a helped. binary thing right I mean, it's not just going to go away, but you just have to manage it until it'll go away after you take your language exam in December. So and I pass gotta, it. You'll, you'll pass it. And then I have to start studying for the next exam. So that's fun. Are you serious? How many of these are there? Uh, at least two that I know of because I'll have to take a permanent okay. resident exam. And that one actually okay. I downloaded the book for it and it's like 150 yeah. pages. Whoa. So, that will be fun. And then there's also a citizenship exam. And I'll have to remember, like, for example, when the last time Denmark was in a uh, handball world championship. I Are think it was 1992. <laughs> I'm not. I maybe 93. What? Yeah. Plots to like TV shows, like all this, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's never ending, but I need to I need to find a way to like. I feel like you live made, oh, through all of this. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you made progress. I mean, I know you still feel totally overwhelmed, but take a smaller worldview of it. You made progress this week. You did two things that were really good for you that helped you decrease your stress level. Yeah. And I was also, I was talking to Matias the other day about, about like Geocodio stuff. The, the problem with all my work getting compressed into three days a week is that I'm only doing the like most mission critical stuff which is very often like operational stuff you know and it's not it's it's like stuff I I'm good at or I don't mind doing or like has to be done um you know that you know contracts invoicing applying to customers stuff like that but like I find it's it's I don't get any sort of like 
play time or explore time or like product development mm. time at all. Like there's none of that time when yes. you're just, like, kind of like sitting at the my desk. Fun. It's like, you know, like you have like I, I love it when I have like I'm I'm working on something and I'm not in a particular rush and I have a question pop into my head about something. And I'm like, oh, I wonder about this. And then I kind of go like putz around in our data for a little bit. And I or I look through some things and I kind of or I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah, like they're right. Like that really didn't work that well. Like maybe spend some time thinking of like, where should we put this button instead? Or like what like what is how does this flow work? Like the fun, challenging, but like for me, really fun and rewarding product work. Um, like I don't get to do any of that. And so that ends up being super draining because when I am working, it's just like bang through the to-do list, get through my inbox, I like got it. just yep. stay afloat. And mm-hmm. it's not doing the stuff that makes me really enjoy working on a product, which is improving that product and, you know, talking to the customers of that product, right? And understanding that and making it better for them and improving the business. Like I don't get any of that. And I think for me, I need a certain amount of like mental f- and and actual free space and time to like be able to get into that kind of a creative space because it it is, you know, very challenging work, you know, for, for me to, you know, think through sort of all of the different possible edge cases of something or whatever. Um, like, I feel like that's, that's sort of my functional specialty and I don't really get to do much of that um and so Matias and I were kind of talking yesterday of or the other day of like what are like some really like small things that are just like small wins that we could do that are um kind of give us a little bit of that um I don't know it's not joie de vivre or vivre or whatever <laughs> it's it's like joie de product or whatever um <laughs> you know back into it because I think it's important to carve that out I don't know how though I like this idea, though, that you have of the weekly goal. Like you have like one weekly goal. One for simple file upload and one for bo- uh, one for refine. I feel like that's and something bo- I should do. That's like just pick like one thing that's not something I want to do. It's something I want to achieve. Like I like the way you frame that. It's like if I get that one thing done, then like this week you win was a success. And it's not just like reply to this email, file this government paperwork, like blah, 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 blah. It's like, what is the thing that I want to have done? Not that other people or, you know, the business or whatever need me to have done. Like there's there, there's lists for that. Those are already on right. lists. Those are already right. tickets. Those are already issues. Those like, they're already to-dos. What is the thing that I want done? Yeah, you should try it. Mm-hmm. Well, that feels actionable. I don't know if we answered my question of who your competitors are. Maybe we did. We, I mean, so, this like, is our, the, like, I feel like, I feel like you should hunt around and see if anybody is buying anything for this. Yeah. And this is what makes me, I mean, it, it makes me a little nervous, as I said, is that, are we trying to create a market for this thing? But everyone is doing it. Or are you poorly. creating a feature, something that's a feature of something else? Yeah. So, so I don't know. Yeah. I think we need to keep digging around in this area and we're continuing to talk to people. So we're continuing to learn as we go. Um, we'll see. Yeah. But, but that is definitely, definitely something to think about. And I think you're right. Just digging around, seeing what's out there, um, is all very instructive. Yeah. And it's, I mean, if people don't know that they have the problem or they don't see it as a problem, right? Like if, 
their developer ego is getting in the way of them seeing it as a problem, then that is a problem for you as a business and suggests, you know, speaking and, you know, positioning to somebody else in the company. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something we've been talking about too, is like making our landing page right now is focused on developers. We definitely, we should keep it because it's good. People like it, but we also need one that's focused on the product managers because those are probably the people that are going to be pushing this feature more than developers, we think. And it's just a question of how aware are they that, you know, would they be Googling like that SQL queries are taking too long or something? Like who is the, or Googling things about writing a really complicated SQL query that relates to the kind of filtering you're doing. How do we reach those people? Yeah. 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 How do we reach those people? Yep. So those are kind of the big, those are like the bigger picture challenges. Like we have a ton of work to do right now, just executing on the commitments that we have. But those are the bigger picture challenges we are keeping in the back of our mind as we continue to sell this and talk to people. I mean, you've got a list. You've got it all organized. You know what you've got to do. All the lists. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think it's about time for us to um, give some shout outs. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev supporters. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Remy from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserLust, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of CrowdSentry, Nate Ritter of RoomSteals, Anna Mass of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetty, Justin Jackson from Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder who really needs to give us a new thing to say about him because he's not annoying, Ben from Consent Kit. John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Newsy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Kaylee of Tosslet, Greg Park from Tray Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lena and Alex from Recapsy, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from OppleNet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Nathan of Develop Your UX, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, and Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit. By the way, just a little note on this week's episode. So if you notice that our sound quality was not not as lovely and crisp and balanced as it has been in the last few weeks, that is because Corey, who has been doing our editing, is on vacation this week. Sorry if this episode sounded weird. It will be back to sounding amazing next week. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, 
Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.